Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and my neighbors who graciously look away when I walk past my bedroom window naked. I'm Alicia Harder. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, the summer solstice, witches in the news, and a spell for a summer of love. Besides that, how are you doing, Ma? <laughs> those, those antidepressants. Mm-mm. They're hidden. They're hitting me now. <laughs> We're in it. We're in it. It's summer, you guys. I'm doing well. I directed a music video, which is one of the reasons why we've had so many mini sods. <laughs> well, the last one. The last mini sod to kind of compensate for lack of availability Mm, yeah you had low availability low availability very unavailable highly active and low visibility low visibility (laughs) i had very low visibility for alicia when this comes out i'm gonna have extremely low visibility my life will be opaque with absence that's beautiful you say the most poetic thing sometimes. You know, I took two years of creative writing oh my in God. high school. I would have never known. <laughs> I just thought this was all coming off the dome for you. One time, I tried to explain a near rhyme uh-huh. to Madison Jones, who has a fucking bachelor's degree yeah. in creative writing. And, and they were like, that's not a thing. And I was like, that is you son of a bitch. Is it a near rhyme or a slant rhyme? Or are they the same? Ah, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's like a different vernacular. I I don't know. I learned it in the South. This is when I was in uh, North Carolina. And could be that they said a lot of things that are not uh, appropriate. That's true. That's Your parents told me that's why they moved away from the South. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then they moved to Texas, so I don't know. Uh, Near rhyme, noun. Rhyming in which the words sound the same but do not rhyme perfectly. Okay, slant rhyme. Oh, okay. It is also called an imperfect rhyme, slant rhyme, near rhyme, or oblique rhyme. Ooh, oblique. Yes. Can be defined as a rhyme in which the stressed syllables of ending consonants match. However, the preceding vowel sounds do not match. That was a lot of words. Jazzy ass rhyme. Jazz. Jazz rhyme. Like a jazz Jazz cigarette. Like a goofy, goofy rhyme. Perfect. So, I mean, you're both right. But I think mostly. Mostly Madison's wrong. Mostly Madison is wrong. And they were like, that's not a rhyme at all. And I was like, but let me tell you. And you were like, have you met my uncle Google? (laughs) He knows a lot of things. Anyway, besides uh, my trauma, what. Why have you been so gone? Why, why are you so opaque? Why am I so opaque? Huh. Well, currently when this episode comes out, I will be in Ojai, California, helping to shoot a feature film and getting money. It's nice to get paid. Dollar, and like, dollar bills. Mm. Money. So 
I directed a music video by this artist, Petra. She's very pop, very cool, very like edgy, fun, feeling like very powerful, feminine music. Mm -hmm. So everyone should definitely give her a listen. You can find her on Instagram at at Petra, P-A-Y-T-R-A. And she was fucking awesome. Like we both collaborated on what the music video would look like. I focus more on coming up with what the shots would look like and I'm going to help with the edit a lot. And she took care of like all the costumes and stuff. Amazing. Fucking amazing. And it was one of those things where you're like, well, I've never worked with this person before. I don't really know how this is going to go. And she went in there and like when she was in front of the camera, it was showtime, go time. Like she was completely fearless. She was just so in it. It wasn't like trying to like coax out a performance or anything. When she was in it, she was just fucking ready and like doing it. It was amazing. It was like every shot that we did, this could be the whole music video in this one shot because that's how well her performance was each time. How do you like, do you think she's just born with it? Like you just, I have such an awkward presence in front of the camera and I envy people like that. Yeah. It's just her personality. I remember when I met her, she did have like a kind of intensity Mm -hmm. and I saw, we saw her at um, the Bowery Electric. Yeah. I remember watching that performance in like this very intimate space where she was, I think, the only performer that night that had, like, intense choreography. Yeah. It was, and backup dancers. And backup dancers. Which was awesome. It was, like, a very surreal experience watching yeah. her. I felt time slow down. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those performances where it was, like, the stage is too small for what yeah. you're capable of doing. Yeah. Like, she just needed to be on a bigger stage. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down to, well, she's a fire sign. She's an Aries. <laughs> you could tell. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely tell. And I mean, she's also 21, so she's really young. And she's been living in New York City since she was 16. That's when she moved to New York City by herself. <gasps> Excuse me? Yeah, she moved from Michigan, so from the Midwest, to New York City. Hey. Hey, Midwest. At 16. You mean escaped? Escaped, yeah. You know. <laughs> she's a refugee. <laughs> Same thing. But it's probably just learning how to hustle and taking in such a big world as New York compared to tiny little Michigan and doing the thing you want to do. And she practices all the time and she's constantly recording. She's constantly in the studio. She's in the studio right now. (laughs) So I think it's just that passion and that drive, which I think you hit really high points, especially in your young 20s. So this is the perfect time for her to be in her element. So I'm very excited to see where her career goes. That's awesome. Yeah. She definitely needs like the one person and she's prepared to just take off. Mm -hmm. It's really cool to see that. And just support your local women artists. Yeah. Yo, what's up? I love that. So that's what I've been up to. Just a lot of. Film stuff and hustling and things. What have you been up to? Well, this is our um, first recording in my new apartment. Hey. So if it sounds weird no, or different or strange. Beautiful. Uh, or maybe it's, you know, we're really peaking right now. Like, it will never get better than this. <laughs> this is the best. That's why. And I'm actually, we're in this tiny room, which is a, what's the word I'm looking for? Cupboard under the stairs. I do feel a little bit like Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a very much like a New York 
apartment. <laughs> um, yeah. But this this room is like a temporary room before I move into a larger room, which I'm very excited about. So yeah, but there's something nice about the smallness of this room. Kind of like being in college again, feel young, like I'm 20 and it's a hustler kind of room. It's one of those rooms where you're like, this can't be forever because yeah. that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not entertaining anybody here. Yeah. But yeah, besides that, when this comes out, we're going to be in cancer season whoop, whoop, whoop. or like approaching cancer season. Amazing. So cancer season, as we said in our astrology episode, is up from about the 22nd of June to what? The 22nd of August? Nope. July. July. <laughs> I don't know months. I don't really know either. The passing so of time confused. is a, a man-made element. Yeah. Um, And no woman sure. would ever um, even consider it. No. Not at all. No, because, yeah. Because New Year's should be, like, in, like, March. Like, the New Year should be in March. Yeah. Like, after winter, and then you have something to look forward to, and then it's the rest of the year. Makes no fucking sense. So, we're going to be entering cancer season, which I was thinking about, you know, we're leaving Gemini, Gemini. Leaving Gemini. We're moving into the first water sign of the year. Arguably one of the, I think, easiest water signs to get along with. And I thought that it would be fun to make like a little list of ways you can appreciate what I think is the infinite divine feminine of cancer season. Because it is a feminine sign and it is also, I think, an extremely psychic sign. And I think the first big emotional, potentially emotionally turbulent time of this new quote-unquote season. If we're saying that, right, the new year starts in March at yeah. the beginning of spring. Yeah. I think something you can do, which we've already talked about, is seeking out the feminine and appreciating the feminine, however that is defined by you. I think it's also important to remember that your feelings are not the same as facts. Mm-hmm. Your feelings are important and your feelings are relevant and how you feel about yourself and other people and your situation whether that be in your home or at work or within your family, your feelings are your reaction and they're not necessarily reality. And I think that when you're in a water sign season, it's very easy to fall into the emotions, the emotional ocean, the sea, like the water signs are not puddles of emotions. They are like hurricanes of emotions. I think it's important to remind yourself as you're moving into a time of feeling to recognize your feelings, but also put them on the shelf with all of the other sort of tactics of moving through life. And then I think this is also a really good time as it is like it's not the hottest season yet. Not That's yet, grumbling, But it's not the hottest season yet. That's going to be August to really take some time to get outside with your family and, you know, the space around your home. Cancer is very concerned with home, very concerned with family. Take this time to really build within your home and build with, within your family. Get some sun if this is a sunny season for your hemisphere. Wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. It's important, even if you want to get a tan. We're all just baby crabs in a vast ocean of feelings. Feelings. And tears. And tears. I love it. I love it. All right, so. So what are your plans for the summer? What are my plans for the summer? Um, Be hot and sweaty. And maybe, like, explore some new deodorants. <laughs> Ooh, baby girl, been having a hard time. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm a little stinky pig witch. That's okay. We're all little stinky pig witches on the inside. <laughs> what are your plans? 
Uh, work, I guess. Work, hustle, make money. Litha? Litha? <laughs> do the thing? Do the thing. <laughs> Summer, work, make money. Okay, Man, this, let's, this let me segue shouldn't be that hard. Right, okay, let's try one more time. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Here's the segue. Okay. So what are we talking about today, Alicia? Today we're talking about the summer solstice. Oh, 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 Otherwise known as Litha. Litha? L-I-T-H-A. Linda? Not my mom. <laughs> Some guy said, oh, maybe it was Marcel. He was like, muy que linda. And I was like, that's my mom you're talking about. And it just means like very beautiful or something. Linda? I thought. Linda? Linda. Mm-hmm. Means beautiful in Spanish. Oh. And I was like, that's my mom's name. I'm dry as fuck now. Idiot. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Summer boy. Wait, wait, wait. So Litha is what? It's when a, it's like a holiday? Litha is also known as midsummer and the summer solstice. And it's the longest day of the year. Sun up, sun down, <laughs> all around. So much sun. <laughs> One day. This day is lasting forever. This day is lasting forever. Litha is one of the sabbats, which is one of the holidays on the wheel of the year. It's somewhere between June 20th to the 23rd. And as Alicia said, it's the longest day of the year. So the summer solstice is an annual astronomical phenomenon that brings us this super long day in the northern hemisphere and the shortest night. The imaginary pole that runs through the center of our planet on which it rotates is called the axis. So, you know, when you like look at a globe and it can spin and mm-hmm. there's like that little like stick that goes between that allows yes. it to spin, you know, like um like that, like mm-hmm. that thing, like mm-hmm. a globe. Yeah. Have yeah, you heard yeah. of it? Globes? So <laughs> I've seen one once. Apparently, <laughs> apparently our axis is a little fucked up. So when we spin on like a 23 point something something degree angle and the axis like science, science, it tilts a little bit. So somewhere between 21 to 24. And apparently we don't really know why we're kind of topsy turvy. There's like this theory that when our planet was a proto planet, it got hit by another planet when the the solar system bumper cars, bumper planets. (laughs) That's what, like, fucking early solar system was like. Beep, beep. (laughs) Or maybe, like, when the... Because there's that theory that the moon and the Earth are, like, used to be part of the same protoplanet, and through this collision, like... The the moon just separated off. Yeah, and it became, like, this whole thing. And then we had oceans. And then we got oceans, and then um, the dinosaurs were there for a while, and then the lizard people came and had sex with dinosaurs, and um, established a government. And the Earth became round. And, yep, and the Earth became round, but fluctuates between flat and round in a cube. Mm-hmm. And the government. That makes sense. Um, so anyway, as Earth orbits around the sun over the course of the year, this axis like stays in the same spot, right? Mm-hmm. So the axis always points in the same direction, and that means that the northern hemisphere is angled toward the sun half the year and angled away half of the year. Okay. okay. So the moment when the North Pole is nearest the sun, that's when we get the summer solstice. That's the science. Now are you ready for the magics? I'm ready for the magic. Okay. No one listened to the science. We all like skipped through it, (laughs) but we loved hearing it. (laughs) So what is Litha? Litha is one of, as I said, one of the eight sabbats on the wheel of the year. So it starts with Samhain. Is that the? No, it starts with Ostara. 
When is the beginning? It's a wheel, I guess, so there's no beginning, is right? Imbolc? Imbolc? Imbolic? I don't know, guys. There's no. Anyway, we'll so do a mini set on these at there's some point. Yule. There's some other ones, but this is not that their day. This is the day for Litha. <laughs> yes. So, quick aside the term Sabbat originally came from the term Sabbath, but it's supposed to be like the dark Sabbath, right? Ooh. Right? I like that. Kind of sexy. Yeah, cool. Spiky little little Smoke cigarettes outside of the high school. Yeah. Behind the bleachers. Love it. So this term came from when they were trying to create like this whole system of what are witches. Like this is like pre, 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 pre. This is not Wicca. This is not pagan. This is like we're trying to understand as the church what these people are fucking up to. Okay. And it's originally from the Gnostics. No A, not agnostics. The Gnostics mm-hmm. who were a sect of Christianity who worshipped sort of a different kind of God, you know, were not necessarily interested in the procreative terms of what would become the Catholic Church. So they celebrated a Sabbath and the church, the Catholic Church, or what would become the Catholic Church, labeled that as a dark Sabbath, which became a Sabbat. And then... When pagans, contemporary pagans, were creating or looking for a historical reference for, you know, all of these holidays, they appropriated the term Sabbat. And I guess, I don't know if you can reclaim something like that. But yeah, you can reclaim anything. You can, this is mine now, is mine. again. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's where the term Sabbat comes from. But there is a little bit of a historically an anti-Semitic tone to it because a lot of those, you know, nasty things that we associate with witches were weird spins on Jewish traditions. So there is kind of like this strange history that like, oh, what are, you know, Jewish people doing? They're, you know, we do communion, so they must eat the flesh of children and infant babies. And like, we you know, have sex to create children and that's the only time we have sex so that they must be having like crazy homosexual sex and like sex, you know, killing the babies. It's like a very, you know, I'm... So much. It's a lot. That's a a lot. lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's important to know where that term comes from but in a contemporary use, it it is not in any way related to that. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So I'm allowed to say Litha and I'm not going (laughs) to offend anyone, right? I don't... I mean, you might offend Grandma Herder. (laughs) So just a little bit more <laughs> controversy. Damn. Litha has been a little controversial within modern pagan sex. So there's this question that was Midsummer actually celebrated by ancient pagans? You know, what is real? What is what what is what is real? What what were the real ancient pagans doing and how can we really connect ourselves to our roots? So this is my perspective. I think that basically Every agrarian society has some kind of solstice observance. And also, who are the true ancients when contemporary Wiccans and contemporary witches are pulling from so many different kinds of rituals? Like, who gets to say who are the real ancients? I think it would be when the dinosaurs had sex with the lizard people. They seem like the ancient ones. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. That's who we should be looking to. Mm-hmm. But like lizards, we enjoy the sun as well. Yeah, here we go. Here we go, summer solstice. (laughs) So there is some scholarly evidence that indicates that it was observed, but there's this other guy named Gerald Gardner. 
the founder of Modern Wicca. And look at his face. So I'm sure he's fine until we do research and we realize he's actually not fine because that could totally happen. (laughs) But he looks like Santa Claus's step cousin (laughs) whose parents like had sex with like a rat. (laughs) So he's kind of this like rat man. Like he could be living in our sewers and I like wouldn't be phased by that. Yeah. Like he's like, these are my, he looks like the pigeon man. Like he, he does would own like a lot of he pigeons. He would own he would own a lot of pigeons. And he would eat a lot of cheese and seeds. Like the pigeons or like the rats? Like he likes them both. I mean cheese is delicious. I can't knock a man for liking <laughs> cheese. Like cheese is amazing. Yeah, he he looks like one of those people who might be interesting to have a conversation with, but you'd want a buddy. You yeah, until he starts talking about like nine eleven. Yeah. Or one of those weird pagan, we have sex with children thing. He looks like maybe he could flirt with that idea. Like, he yeah. seems a little sketch. He's like, well, and back in the 1800s, 14 was a good time to get married. Exactly. So we should make sure we include a picture of him somewhere in our Insta. <laughs> which will unfortunately just make the whole Insta look bad. So <laughs> that one will be for Tara to decide. But I guess we should stop knocking this guy and listen to what he wants to say. Can you tell us more about what Mr. Gerald Gardner would want us to know about the summer solstice and Litha? Good old Gerald. Gerald says that the solar festivals were actually added later and imported from the Middle East, which is like, okay, so this is what his Wikipedia says. Okay. He was an amateur anthropologist (laughs) and an amateur archaeologist. Me too. (laughs) Can I put that on my website? As long as I put amateur, it's true. Right. And it's like, okay, so the Middle East has a strong history of like amazing scientific pursuits, especially in astronomy. So they were have a really advanced history of astronomy during the time period that apparently he would have been talking about when it was imported or sort of appropriated through trade. So I see you, mm-hmm. but also you're telling me that literally every, almost every other group of people on this planet paid attention to the fucking sun and had this party like we're talking from like native american peoples in america we're talking about stonehenge we're talking about mesoamerica we're talking about everyone 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 you're telling me that everyone else did this and then the pagans were like nah we like the moon they lived in caves and did magic they only come out at night like (laughs) like weasels like little weasels oh yeah they're just like bats <laughs> fluttering all the time. Anyway, this hasn't stopped contemporary pagans and witches from coming together on Litha every year because maybe witches just want to have fun once in a while. Hmm, Jared? Maybe you just want to have like a good time every once in a while. Jared? Maybe, Gerald. Good try, Gerald. Witches just want to have fun. It does not work with the song. I really tried. Witches just want to have fun. That's oh, it. Girl, I just had the whole tone wrong. Witches just want to have fun. I mean, my tone was terrible. This is this is hard. Anyway, so if we just ignore Gerald altogether because he's not invited, he's this ridiculous. Year. Also, I liked reading on his Wikipedia real fast that he said he had a doctorate in literature, and then someone like investigated him and found out that was false. <laughs> he's just lying about degrees. He has. <laughs> yeah, I have a doctorate in um, anything. You can say literally. anything. Poop science. I don't know. <laughs> 
I have a doctorate in being a smartass. I have a doctorate, period. <laughs> That's I'm it. I'm a doctor. I am a Here's doctor. Here's these crystals. <laughs> it shall heal you. Yeah. Pay me $750. That is my exact <laughs> rent amount. Please pass that over. Anyway, so let's talk about some traditions for Litha in the summer solstice. In some traditions, Litha is the annual battle between the light and the dark. Oh, this is pretty epic. First, there is the Oak King, the ruler between the times of the winter and summer solstices, so December to June. That is until another ruler, the Holly King, arrives to take over. The Holly King is is the traditional ruler of the time between June and December. So, okay, one's December to June, one's June to December. Oak King, Holly King. They do battle on the solstices, a changing of the guards. Pow, pow, it's like Rock'em, Sock'em, Robots. That's like the most awesome thing we've ever talked about on this podcast. There is a battle. Are they fist fighting or is it with swords? Is it with guns? Maybe it advances through the years with technology. Now it's with drones? No, now it's with like Instagram likes. Whoever gets the most. And then Holly is just like, well, I'm on the beach and you're in a fucking parka. So I'm going to get more likes than you right now because you need to know your brand. Anyways, that's awesome. Litha is also a time of fire festivals. If you're into gods, Litha is basically the sun god's favorite day of the year. Do you guys know why? Have you figured it out? Yeah. Okay, we figured it out. Good. The element of fire is the most easily seen and immediately felt element of transformation. It can burn, consume, cook, shed light, or purify, and bonfires still figure prominently at modern midsummer rites. So, some of the research mentioned massive bonfires on top of hills. That'd be fun. And the use of fires could provide magical aid to the sun, drive out evil, and bring fertility to humans, herds, and crops. And in reference to the Oak King from earlier... It seems awfully poetic that some traditions require the bonfires to be constructed with oak wood logs. We're going to have our holly king mm-hmm. beat the shit out of you. And then we're going to steal your bones to make our fires. And, that, and then um, I guess you feel bad. I don't know. Yeah, we're not nice people. <laughs> Pagans were not nice, you guys. Okay. Well, barreling along, rolling along, logging along. Any others? But that was a rule of threes. You did it. You were done. You wanted to keep going. I'm done. Along with bonfires, several ancient monuments around the world are believed to have been designed to align with the rising or setting sun at the summer solstice. So a sundial. The Bighorn Medicine Wheel near Lovell, Wyoming, and Stonehenge, the 5,000-year-old stone circle in Wiltshire, England, are examples of these sundial calendars. That's awesome. Congrats, Wyoming, representing. Good job. Okay, so what are you going to do this summer solstice? And I think that really depends on what kind of witch you are. You got to go to Stonehenge well, or I mean, Wyoming. You don't have money. What if you're 12? Go to Wyoming. Trick your family. Get a knapsack. <laughs> Fill it with clothes. Tie it on a stick. Put it over your shoulder. Start train hopping to Wyoming because they still have trains. They do still have trains in Wyoming. Yeah, that's true. And just... Go see it, I guess. So obviously our hope for you is that you're going to create your own kind of unique tradition or ritual that is going to hold some kind of emotional or spiritual relevance to you. But we can give you some symbolism to work with. Here's the first thing you're going to do. And you're going to fucking hate me for it. And I'm really sorry. But you need to channel your inner Tara and be a morning person. You're going to set your alarm for 5.20 a.m. on June 21st. No. No? Hey. Mm. It's on the podcast and I'm telling you to do it. Mm. 
Because you're going to get the hell up and watch the sunrise, you 3 a.m. tweeting fuck. I know you're awake. I mean, but 5 a.m. I'm asleep. No, no, 3 no, no. Not I'm today. Awake. On the special day for the sun. It's like the sun's birthday, I guess. <laughs> this is honestly the lowest impact historical celebration of the summer solstice. You get to say happy birthday to the sun, and then you get to party hard all day and then watch the sunset. And I guess it's over after that, so you can go to bed early. No, you can't because it's the longest day of the year. Do you know how much sun I have to deal with if I wake up that early in the morning? Listen to yourself. (laughs) Next, obviously, light and fire are huge in this sabbat. So bonfires, candles, or even you could light an incense. Just be safe. Please be safe. God, please. The next thing, and I'm super excited about this one, is you can do fire scrying. You can also use a candle. Scrying? Scrying. Scrying. I don't think we've talked about scrying. Can you tell us about scrying? So, because it sounds like crying with an S. It's sad crying or super crying. Or super crying. Over a fire until you put out the fire. And that's um, when you become the witch king by killing the holly king through flames. So on the summer solstice, do I walk into the bonfire naked to try to pick up dragon eggs and come out? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're kind of going yeah, with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then you breastfeed those dragons yeah. for three months until they become giant wizard people, which then you have sex with, and then you become president. Oh, that makes a lot of sense finally. how this happened. And yeah. then we'll finally have a woman president. Guys, it's been long enough. So scrying is the practice of staring into something. My eyes. Yes, ma'am. The broccoli in my teeth. Beautiful. Um, Delicious. Often something shiny, but not always for the purpose of divination. Visions and images are then interpreted intuitively by the individual doing the scrying. So you, the witch. Many people prefer to scry using shiny objects like mirrors, crystal balls, even water. But another popular method is fire scrying. This ritual uses the element of fire, which is associated with change, destruction, and renewal. I had no idea that's what scrying was. I thought scrying had something to do with a knife, and you you just do something with it. Like, script, like scratching? I thought there would be like a lot more blood or something. Jesus! I don't know. Not like killing, but like, you know, just like, I'm going to nick myself and put it into this witchy thing oh, and call God. it a day. You're like a much deeper witch than I am. Just darker, not deeper. <laughs> just darker. And uninformed. <laughs> scrying sounds very nice, actually. <laughs> so I struggled a little to find a scrying ritual that didn't incorporate chanting because I already hate spells that require some kind of incantation. Like, I just, like, can't ever remember it. That's fine. And then I'm worried if I, like, mumble too much. It'll backfire. Am I like gonna say the wrong word? And Isn't then, it like, like the flu powder? Yes. And you say the wrong thing, so you go to the wrong place. Mm-hmm. That's my nightmare. That's fair. Except like my vagina is gonna turn into like a frog or something, like a talking frog that sings but won't sing when other people are around. Just sings to you. It sings to me, and I try to tell people this is like a nightmare. So I had you can't in even grade. like win a game show. No, you can't. <laughs> it's like you. I can't even be on YouTube. What is the point of this? I don't know. I guess just to punish me. That's just rude. Okay. So to begin your scrying, this is what you're going to do. Get ready. You're going to light your fire or candle, if that's what you're going to do, and take some time to watch it, right? So let the flame grow taller and bolder and brighter as each bit of kindling catches fire. I want you to breathe deeply, Mm, but not too deep. Watch out for the smoke. (coughs) Let's move maybe a little bit. So breathe (laughs) deeply and evenly allowing yourself to relax and become more comfortable as the fire grows. 
When you have a good, strong fire going, focus your vision on the center of the dancing flames. Don't worry about staring too hard. Don't squint. Just like rest your eyes whenever, wherever is the most comfortable. Draw the energy of the flames towards you, allowing yourself to feel their power. It can heal or it can harm. It can create or it can destroy. Fire is associated with strong will and power. Watch as the fire flickers and flashes. Do you see images in the flames? Some people see clear images, while others just see shapes in the shadows, mere hints of what's within. Look for images that seem familiar or for those that may repeat in a certain pattern. Do you hear sounds as you watch the fire? You may hear the crackling of wood, the roar of a larger flame, the snapping of embers. Some people report hearing faint voices or singing or speaking in the fire. Thoughts and ideas may pop into your head, seemingly unrelated to anything you see or hear. Be sure to use a notepad or some kind of journal. Maybe you're a cool witch grimoire that you bought off Amazon um, and is going to arrive on Monday. So you can write these things down for future exploration. Um, something that I often do when I'm journaling or when I'm meditating is that I'll just kind of like free write as things come to me. like, And not really think too much about trying to pull something out of my meditation. If you try to hold something too tightly... I feel like it just kind of escapes within my fingers or it becomes too immediately like I'm just making shit up, you know, yeah. like I'm just like, this is what I want to hear. This is what I think I'm hearing. But it's like if you just kind of allow things to kind of drip drop on top of you mm -hmm. and kind of like, you know, create that tiny little stream. Don't try to control it. It's um, kind of like allowing the thoughts and images to pass, but not trying to grab, yeah, grab hold of them. them and, and yeah, and own them. Yeah. Just um, allow it to happen. So once you start to get uncomfortable or fidgety, it's time to wrap things up. You know, he's like, you don't want to hold yourself too long. You know, I think that I would personally start with maybe candles first before you try and light a big fire. I guess it depends where you're at. So messages often come to us from other realms, and yet frequently we don't recognize them. If a bit of information doesn't make sense, don't worry about it. Sit on it for a few days. Let your unconscious mind process it. Chances are it'll make sense eventually. It's also possible that you could receive a message that's meant for someone else. You know, it's like if something doesn't seem to apply to you, think about your circle of friends or who it might be meant for. That could be really funny. So um, I heard uh, you've been talking shit. <laughs> hmm? I was thinking like Confederate War love letters. <laughs> what were the, how did well, you it's just there? from like a different time and it's just been like lost. And you're finally the first person to see the message. Like a fucking like spiritual like yeah. message in a bottle. They're like, hey, I love you. I'm sorry this war has taken me away from you for so long. I hope to come home and I will trade my six cattle for your hand in marriage. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be adorable? How many? How many cattle for you? Yeah. Uh, baby, a field. Herds. How big is the field? It's the state of Wyoming. Oh. Yeah. Filled with cows. Filled. Stacks upon stacks. They're just on top of each other. And they're making a pyramid? Yeah, in a nice way, not in a, a really bad how they do it now. Like animal agriculture way? Yeah. Like in like a, they are willing cheerleaders. Yes. Like they're excited cows. Like the cows for Chick-fil-A, but we do not endorse Chick-fil-A. No, yeah. So, Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. Can I just like real quick? I had waffle fries for the first time in years because uh -huh. Bear Burger has started selling the Impossible Burger. Man, like they just hold sauce in such a beautiful and unique way. That's funny. Like it's like gets in between like the little pockets. Uh-huh. And then it's like a little surprise. 
I don't know, man. Waffle I never fries. ate waffle fries with sauce. I just well, don't, you don't do need sauce. them for Chick Fil A because they're flavorful with hate and sin. Yeah, there are plenty of ways to celebrate the summer solstice. So here we go. You can bathe in the sun with sunscreen. So enjoy the sun's rays and connect with the celestial creations by enjoying the sun's light for 20 to 30 minutes. You know, direct sunlight. Make sure to wear sunscreen. Enjoy it. Feel it power you up. Mm, the best. The best. You can also. <laughs> the, best. the best. It is the best. It's so good. It's good to get that vitamin D, but not too much. You know, you got to go into the shade eventually. Like, You can also garden. Because what better way to enjoy the most sunlight of the year than to garden in your personal or community garden? So reconnect with the world and the harvest by potting flowers or planting seeds. Especially focus on herbs and vegetables, things that you can take from nature and help the environment in return. But make sure you do your research, though, so that you know which plants grow best in the summertime. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to do it the wrong way because then you just wasted everyone's time. Yeah. Also, be friendly plants. Be friendly plants. B-E-E. Friendly plants are a big thing right now. So uh, the bees are dying and we need to help them because humans are terrible. So green witches, let's get together. And you can't have pretty flowers without bees. Yeah, you really can't. Or like oranges are like most things that are great. Uh, This is a bad time to be alive. No, it's a great time to be alive because the summer solstice is coming up. What else are we going to do? You can have a solstice feast. Oh, with my mac and cheese. With your mac and cheese. With your fruits and veggies of the season, the more local, the better, you know? Invite your friends, have a good time, drink some wine, like, live it up. And you can also have a bonfire or find a place where you can create a campfire safely or something like that. And, of course, then you just need s'mores and spooky stories and you're all fucking set. That's awesome. Welcome to being witchy. Witchy is fun summer camp. There is nothing more witchy. Than a fucking summer camp. That's true. Because you could get kidnapped by a monster at any second. Literally at any moment. You do not know. These chaperones are not paying attention to you. And they don't you. care about you. They do not care about if they're you. Not, if you're not their kid, they do not give a shit. They are just getting paid minimum wage. Like, I wouldn't care about you also, either. yeah. They're probably just like 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds yeah. that are like, I'm here to fuck. Yeah. Other camp counselors. Yeah. Not to deal with like your first period, Tara. No. At 4-H camp. Not happening. Not happening. Oh, you got to do 4-H camp? I did. I did. Yeah. I always wanted to do it. It was super fun. It seemed fun. Did you do 4-H? No. Oh, man. I always wanted to be into it because they had like like dog walking competitions and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, yes. I did that. I, I did want dog to present shows. the dogs. Ah, Co- Coco. So quick aside, my childhood dog, Coco Puffs, named yeah. after the cereal, was reserve grand champion <gasps> in agility. That's the one where you go through the hoops. Oh, my gosh. And that's awesome. Time, he was just a little puppy. He was brown like a Coco Puff. Yeah. That's adorable. I loved that shit. See, Marcel says he hates camp, but I want to go to camp. Did you ever go to any camp? No, we were poor. Poor people don't go to camp. Oh, man. What poor not- people stay home during the summer and play with neighborhood kids. That's like a camp. No. No. 
I'm sorry. I mean, I guess it's kind of like a camp because mom's like, no, I don't want to waste the air conditioning on you. Go outside. Go outside. I don't want to deal with you at work. And I'm just like, okay, I'll take my Game Boy outside. This <laughs> fucking sucks. I need it's, more batteries. I can't even see. That's true. That was the worst part. Of the Game Boy? Like, yeah, you can't see the Game Boy in the direct sunlight. Yeah, I mean, or in the shade. We're appreciating the, the sun. This whole episode's about appreciating the sun. But yo, it's hard. If you're just like a nerd child trying to like get through the summer. I'm like, I'm not going to run. I don't want to play football. It's like, can I go inside and pee at least? Like, what am I doing out here? Forcing me outside is not going to make me more athletic. It's just going to make me sit in the grass and get my feet dirty. This has been an open forum to Linda. What's her last name now? Westfall. Wendell. Wendell. <laughs> Window Westfall. Anyway, Westfall. I'm sorry about your camp. Is there adult camp? There should be, but I feel like it's like a lot more fucking. All right. So the summer solstice is also a great time to set intentions and review and renew your personal goals. So maybe take a crack at that New Year's resolution list you made. Yeah. Remember that thing you wanted to do and haven't done for a variety of excuses on that list? Do you remember that? Mm hmm. This is the perfect time to reflect and check in with yourself that you're on the path you want to be on. And if you're not, this is the perfect time to fix that and do stuff for the better. What are you going to do for the better? I don't know. What's on your New Year's resolution list? How have you been doing? Get that fat ass. Own a fat ass. (laughs) on my body well i uh remember you canceled your gym membership i haven't canceled it yet you have to go in person yeah when i tried to quit crunch i had to go in person and the man was like well you know we have so many locations blah 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 and like we could get you on a different kind of payment plan and blah 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 and i was like i'm moving to germany and then i couldn't go in that part of town anymore because what if he saw me yeah what if he saw you he just scoops you up and takes you into crunch liar exactly you're like Dankeschön. I mean, Dankeschön. I don't know what that meant. Last of all, just give thanks to the sun and to nature. Be appreciative for what you have and focus on positive changes you can interweave into your life. So that kind of goes back to the New Year's resolution list. Things aren't happening or there's something you want to change. Change those things, but make sure at this time you're only making positive changes towards your life. Mm-hmm. Don't make any negative changes. Don't be like, I'm going to start my really strict diet right now. Give it a few weeks. Wait until July. <laughs> then start it. <laughs> is it time for Witches in the News? Witches in the News. Witches. First up on the docket, Rome opens up exorcism course to all major Christian faiths. To fight rising demonic forces. What? Finally. Finally. The real hard-hitting issues. Mm Mm-hmm. Back in May, the Vatican opened its doors for its annual, annual exorcism course among the increasing demand of the world's Catholic communities. What? No one invited me. This is a thing? (laughs) That's what blew me, like, away. I was like, what? Every year we have more shit to talk about? What? According to the BBC, okay, so this is a legit article, you guys. (laughs) 250 priests from 50 countries arrived in Rome in early May to learn how to identify demonic possession, hear personal exorcism accounts from other priests, and to find out more about the rituals behind expelling demons. 
It is a week-long course titled Exorcism and the Prayer of Liberation that opened back in 2005. The number of priests that attended the first lecture has more than doubled since, and the event costs about $370 U.S. which, to be fair, is so much cheaper than a lot of the other bullshit I see online. Like, that's amazing. And it seems like it's informative. The class covers the theological, psychological, and anthropological background of exorcisms. The BBC reported in their article that half a million people seek exorcisms every year in Italy. Holy, that's how many people? 500,000 people. Hold on. I'm going to look up how many people live in Italy. That's fair. Population in Italy. So there's 60 million people. So 60 million. Good luck. (laughs) Remember this. 500,000 people. So it's 0.8%. Yes. That's almost 1% of the population every year. So it would take 100 years, unless we're talking repeat exorcisms. Maybe. They could be repeat clients. Yeah. She's like, I can't stay away. Maybe it's like an addiction thing. Like, I gotta have it. I gotta have my demons. I gotta have my fix. I gotta get Beelzebub right up in my fucking heart and in my soul. I love Satan. Father Gary Thomas, an American priest who has practiced exorcisms for over 12 years, says that one reason exorcisms have increased is because society has started to rely more heavily on social sciences and less (laughs) on the church. Yeah, okay. He says the decline of Christianity has led to an increase in superstitious practices. And Italian priest Benigno Palila. Fancy. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. That's my best guess at that. Told Vatican News that the growing use of tarot cards and sorcery has also led to a renewed demand for exorcisms. We are part of the problem. (laughs) Damn it. And that's giving me a real fat three of swords right now, right in my heart. Damn it, Janet. (laughs) Although very few cases require an exorcism, out of the 180 cases Father Thomas has seen, he said that he has only carried out about a dozen exorcisms. Also, these days, priests, including Father Thomas, worked with a team of doctors, psychologists, and psychiatrists, all practicing Catholics, to rule out any other cause for a person suffering before diagnosing demonic possession. So it sounds like they give it like, they give it a shot. They're all like a little biased, Mm -hmm. but they give it a shot. So when all have decided it is demonic possession, the priest will try a series of deliverance prayers. The exorcism itself is seen as a last resort. So deliverance prayers are kind of like going back to the Bible and finding certain passages about God or Jesus expelling demonic or evil forces out of the body. And I think the exorcism itself is like the actual like tying down the person and like spraying them with holy water and stuff and there's like purple robes and everything oh yeah it's this whole thing white nikes and shit yeah which apparently there have been a lot of abuses when it comes to exorcisms and some deaths so mm -hmm, which i think is why they have the class to kind of make sure it doesn't get that extreme that would be my guess Unless they're telling them all to get that extreme. I don't really know. I've never been to the class. Could we save up and go? We should. Are we allowed to go? Do you have to be invited? Can women be priests? I think that's the bigger question. I don't know if in Catholicism they can. I don't know either. Could we dress up? 
as two men named Arnold and Palmer. Terrence and oh. Palmer. <laughs> Next up in Witches in the News, Teddy Mwambier of Kenya Parliament defends those accused of being witches. Teddy Mwambier, who is a MP, which stands for Member of Parliament, in the Kenyan district of Khalifi County, continues maintaining a rehabilitation center for suspected witches. Although there has been plenty of backlash to this rehabilitation center, Mwambier spoke at an event held by the Kenya Red Cross Society that and said that nothing would deter him from helping suspected witches. The Kaya Godoma Rescue Center was created back in 2013, and it has sheltered and counseled hundreds of elderly people who were rescued from death on allegations of witchcraft. Mwambir said he borrowed the idea of a rehabilitation center from Ghana. At one time, there would be almost weekly reports of more than 10 elderly men being killed for being accused of witchcraft. And in some cases, elderly men and women had to dye their hair as having one white hair could lead them to being accused of witchcraft. What? Yeah. Most of the witchcraft allegations are connected to family and land disputes. So that the that was basically the whole article. And there's no website for this place or anything. So it said that a lot of the elderly people, this is a place for them to get clothes and have shelter. And so I don't know what it means by rehabilitation center. Right, that makes me very uncomfortable. I know, right? But it also, there's been nothing like no accounts of abuse to elderly or anything like that. So I'm hoping, I'm optimistically hoping that it is a good shelter. And Khalifi County is apparently a very impoverished place to begin with. So I think it's just the fact that they're able to take these elderly people who would be slaughtered essentially mm -hmm. and just provide them with a safe place. And I don't know if they try to like rehome them or anything. The details are like very foggy, but it's interesting. It's like, okay, I'm glad like the work is being put in. And I think at this point we can only hope for the best without having further knowledge. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Witchcraft around the world, guys. Sometimes it's, like it's not good. Like real dangerous. Yeah. And, and I think it's these been real dangerous. I think that's the thing. And it's just we've never. Oh, sorry. I'm moving. But we've never. We never hear about it. You know, which is such a privilege for us to not even have to worry that saying you're a witch could get you killed somewhere. Mm -hmm. But it's. It also seems like none of these people are like saying, oh, yeah, I'm a witch and I'm here to. Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. It's just that it, it is an excuse. Yeah. It is 100% an excuse. A lot of it's just like this person fucked me over. I didn't agree with this person or this person owns land and I want that land and maybe mm -hmm. they can't take care of their land because they're elderly. And it's just kind of fucked up that it can be easily used as an excuse. Mm-hmm to mistreat and abuse and kill elderly people. Yeah. Like, well, it's that's like wild. A part of like, I mean, not exactly the same, but I think it's in the same, could be in the same bracket as like honor killings. Yeah. Where it is literally an excuse to do harm to someone else because you want something from them and they wouldn't give you something and they have in some way offended you. It's, it's a way of like taking advantage. Of yeah. People. Yeah. But I guess it's like one of those things where if survival is difficult and you are superstitious, like any little thing could set you off. Mm -hmm. 
And so that makes sense. And that's sad that it's the environment that they have to live in. But so I'm glad that there at least is a place for them to at least get out of their home environment where they are not safe. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it just gets better from there. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's I mean, so it's like. The start. Hopefully yeah. it's the start of. I know. What a sad article. It's sad but good but sad. It's just it's vague. It's just very vague. And that's why it's to a critical eye questionable. Yeah. Like the intentions are good. But hopefully the follow through is positive as well. And last up, we do, we do the sandwich. We do good, bad, good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good. Take your medicine. Yep. Hide it in the piece of cheese. Yep. Just take it. Last up, principal photography begins on Robert Zemeckis's remake of The Witches. Oh. For those who didn't know, including me, actually, The Witches is a 1990 British-American dark fantasy horror comedy film starring Angelica Huston and Rowan Atkinson, based on the 1983 novel by Roald Dahl. The story features evil witches who masquerade as ordinary women and kill children. And a young boy and his grandmother need to find a way to destroy these disguised witches. Is this the one where he turns into a mouse? I've never seen it. I don't know. Oh, my God. I watched this with Holly one time. Uh Uh-huh. Really high. Yeah. And it was a fucking nightmare. Really? Yeah, because it's like, I'm pretty sure it's like this stop motion mouse. Oh, my God. I hope so. Grandma, grandma. There is a grandma. So this makes a lot of sense. Oh, God. So creepy. And they, it's like they... They become like they are look like these normal women and some of them look very attractive. And then it's like they come and they have this conference of witches and then they just become horrifying monsters. <gasps> this sounds awesome. Oh, my God. This makes sense. My my mom wouldn't let me watch this oh, so and that I've never heard of it. But it's like a children's movie. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I'm about it. So production has now begun on the remake of The Witches and it has an all star cast, which includes Anne Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, Stanley Tucci and Chris Rock. What? Mm-hmm. Octavia Spencer is playing the grandmother, which means we'll be seeing some diversity in the cast with young Jazir Kadim Bruno as the young boy. Yay! Yay, black protagonist. That's awesome. Look at this. The screenplay is by Guillermo del Toro. So already, <laughs> yeah. The master of all things creepy and weird. And it will be directed by Robert Zemeckis, who is best known for directing Forrest Gump. Hmm. So, you know, charming. Charming. Questionable. Charming. Also, Alfonso Cuaron is one of the many producers, so I'm definitely going to see it in theaters because (laughs) I love Alfonso Cuaron and everything he does. So The Witches Remake is filming in Warner Brothers Studio in the UK, and it is currently scheduled for theatrical release in October 2020. Oh, yay. We're going to need something fun before the next election, so I hope this brings us the witchy fun energy that we will all be craving by then. Oh, yeah. We're going to be real tired by then. We're going to be real, real tired, real sad, real fed up, and hopefully something good happens. And thank you for this week's episode of Witches in the News. Do, 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 do. See you next time on Witches in the News. She's doing like, she like used these hands with spirit fingers and she like sent it away. Mm -hmm. She like released it like a dove in the wind. Mm -hmm. Farewell across the sunset. Goodbye. Like a homing pigeon. Just looking for a home. In my heart. Yep. 
Beautiful. All right, so we're moving into our final segment. Yay! Da, 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 da. It's the spell. Whoop, whoop. So what um what spell did I choose? What what spell did I rip off the internet this week, Alicia? Well, let me tell you. Now, go for it. Here I come. So I found by Valentine's Day Witch a Summer of Love strawberry spell. Amazing. I don't know what this YouTube link is. I just copy pasted this. This just can't be summer love. You see, this just can't be summer love. What a great song. <laughs> Amazing. I'm glad you all heard that. Put, put the excerpt of Summer Love in. Okay. <laughs> By Justin Timberlake, if you didn't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Okay. Summer Love song. Summer Love. So this is what you're going to need. For onesies, strawberries, for love of all types, happiness, summer magic. The spell also works with strawberry ice cream, which I was 100% about. Good. Because it's hot. It is hot. And I want some ice cream. Mm -hmm. So next, you're going to need sugar, which is also for love, sweetness, and attraction. Amazing. Like some sort of fly coming in to find love and die. In 24 hours. Yeah, I'm real sorry for all of you. Next, you're going to need cinnamon. Also for love, warmth, and sun magic. Ooh. (laughs) And then what else you need is the sun. So there's a sunny spot, especially outside. So this is what you're going to do. First, you're going to get as many strawberries as you like if you you have to finish them, okay? So be conservative. If you have a bigger eyes, you know, if you have larger eyes in your stomach, just be aware of that. Next, you're going to mix the sugar with a dash of cinnamon. You're going to go sit in your sunny spot and feel the sun's warmth, and then you're going to say, this summer is the summer of love. That's an easy chant. We can right. remember I that. I was like, I can't, two lines, too many. Yeah, that's great. So, and then maybe you could just like, you can visualize it or you can sort of think about it in your mind or you can whisper it. I just like really hate incantations. Yeah. Um, so you're going to dip the strawberries in the cinnamon sugar. And as you do, I want you to focus on intent and the type of love you want in your life. Is it self-love? Is it love within your family? Are you trying to heal a relationship with someone else or become close to someone you already, you know, care about deeply? So feel the sunshine manifest the energy with you as you eat. And when you finish eating, the spell is done. And there you go. Amazing. I love treats and I love magic. This sounds really good for our solstice feast. <gasps> Mac and cheese. Summer of love strawberries. Wine. Wine. S'mores? S'mores? Yes. I think so. I think so as well. This sounds great. Are you going to be back in town by then? No. <laughs> I will be on set. <laughs> that is so sad. I might be up at 5 a.m. <laughs> 5 a.m. my time. Yeah. Say good morning to the sun. Say good morning to the sun. Yeah, bummer. <laughs> that fucking sucks. I guess Artemis and I yeah, can celebrate the summer solstice. And Marcel, if he wants. If he wants. I don't know if he'll get up at 5 a.m. No, but will he eat strawberries with me? Yeah, I think he likes strawberries. Okay. Yeah, I think this could happen. This is good. And this is Witch Yes. Oh, fuck it, hell. Oh, my it God. It has this been Witch Yes. Were we recording this whole time? I hope so. Oh, my God. Yeah, we were. Okay, good. It's <laughs> all the panic in her eyes. Oh, like, my goodness. Oh God, I was it? like, that's a good question. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, God. This, is, this has been it. And then, you know what? I'm proud of it. I'm proud of us. We got through it. We did it. Happy summer, guys. <laughs> Have a great summer solstice. 
See you next year. And this has been Witch, Witch Yes. Yes. Bye. Bye.